Hello, my name's Patrick Inhofer. I'm Dan Moran. And I'm Robbie Carmen. And guys, in this episode, we have a question from Gabe, who is asking a little bit about broadcast deliverables. Broadcast deliverables. Yes, the good old broadcast deliverable. Oh, yes. Uh, he's found himself in a position where he's coloring spots for broadcast, uh, and he admit it, admits to himself and to us, I've never <laughs> done this before, and I'm sure of the best workflow for broadcast-safe restrictions. Uh, he says, currently I do the color and passes, and then go and selectively pull back on saturation and do it kind of that way, and then I export to ProRes, normally scaled levels. And Gabe, I'm just here to tell you that you're complicating your life so much more than it needs to be. Um, I know where you're going to go with this. Well, I want to sing my song. It's been uh-huh. up for a couple Grammys it, this year, uh, and it's called Just uh-huh. Use a Legalizer. <laughs> that was beautiful. Was that, was that was good? Yeah, thank you. Uh, no, in all seriousness, Gabe, the only thing that really matters at the end of the day is that you use a legalizer. That's the only, that's the only answer that's ever going to satisfy you and satisfy anybody that's going... I want to make sure I'm 100% broadcast safe. I mean, would you guys agree? That's the thing. Like, uh, If you have a tool that's really geared up for the job, it makes it so easy. Um, my workflow is I grade. I have my uh, tectronic scopes. I get a little red light saying, this is bad. Fix it. If I don't get the red light, I'm good. And then I know it gets legalized on the way out. And then I don't worry about it ever again. So it just shows you, like, it's a really good investment to go for a legalizer. Yeah, and your Tektronix scopes will also... Because really what's killing us nowadays are these RGB gamut yeah, excursions. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, and it's and it's like the below black stuff that, that's just basically, you know, not real images. And, and that's what's going to kill us uh, at our broadcasters when they evaluate our images. And it, it just, it's a stupid alarm that pops off that you, don't, you can't see it on normal scopes. If a human being was analyzing the image, it would just go. It would pass. But because they've got computers analyzing these things now, they're looking at stuff we've never had to look at before. Uh, a Tektronix scope will help you catch that. The Harris Legalizer, read, do a search on our site. Robbie did a huge write-up on the Harris uh, DL860. Um, take a look at that to see what he's talking about. It's probably not going to solve your problem. Uh, I don't personally have a Harris DL860, but I rent one when I need one, or I'll farm it out to someone like Robbie. Uh, just to take that file and do the final uh, legalization on it. And in the end, one of the things I do that helps me out, because I'm not necessarily using that hardware as kind of the crutch that it should be. It's meant to be a crutch. It does a great job at being a crutch. But if you don't have that crutch, I do kind of what you do, which is I watch everything down. I do a pass, or I just watch my scopes. And what I'm looking for isn't... What, especially in Resolve 11, where we've got the broadcast safe capability, right? Where we can turn that on, we can select the amount of safeness we want. I never go with the totally safe. I always go with the middle value. And I watch my uh, vector scope. And I look for areas on the outside of the scope where I see sharp edges in my saturation. That sharp edges is like lines, like being chopped out. And that's clipping, And so that's the type of stuff where I'm going to start thinking that I'm going to start getting some of these RGB, weird RGB gamut excursions where I've got too much saturation, some weird part of the signal, and I'll back those off sometimes in a very targeted manner. Uh, But beyond that, if you really, truly, I mean, a job is on the line, you don't want to lose a client, you need it to pass QC. And if there's any QC problems, it should be stupid stuff like... I don't know, the, the logo, there's some Chiron infected the logo safe area or something like that. That stuff is easy to fix. But um, 
but you know this RGB gamut excursion stuff. This stuff comes bouncing back at you. You could lose a client that way, and and so you know really the broadcast legalizer is is the only way I can deal do broadcast work. Now, now, Gabe, to to be clear, I wasn't trying to uh, be. Uh, <laughs> I don't know mean about it. I mean it's just kind of the kind of the fact of the matter. But Pat, you brought you brought up a whole bunch of really important points that I just want to expand on real quick. Uh, Gabe doesn't actually say that he's doing things in Resolve, but I think that since a lot of our members are using Resolve, we can assume that he has. So one of the first things is that broadcast safe functionality inside of Resolve, which you'll find on, I believe it's the lookup tables tab, right, is where you find it. Uh, and there's um, in, in uh, project settings or, uh, yeah, it's project settings, I think. Um, three different options there. That's basically like a saturation limiter. Uh, does a really good job because Resolve all, already by itself does a fantastic job limiting your uh, lumina, luma levels and that kind of stuff. It's, I mean, it's next to impossible to get a legal luma just the way it, that Resolve works uh, out of there. Uh, so that's that's one good point. Two, I would say that the vector scope is a good measure of saturation things, obviously, because that's what a vector scope does. Where I find the problem actually creeps up more is um, without a dedicated gamut scope. And by the way... Um, Dan, your, um, your Tektronix, uh, scopes have a dedicated, uh, gamut scope with a diamond display. Um, scope box actually has a really good display. It's their, um, channel plot, uh, works, it works in a very similar way. Um, if you're going to look at the channel plot, that's one good way or the double diamond. Uh, you can actually do the same kind of thing in a sort of non-scientific, exactly the same math kind of way. Uh, with an RGB parade. However, the problem is with the RGB parade and the way that Resolve does its scaling and numbers and all kinds of stuff on that 10-bit scale, you're not going to see excursions below, you know, sort of zero in the on the scope in Resolve. Um, that's why I like having a set of external scopes like Scope Box or something similar because if you're looking at like an IRE scale rather than an 8 or 10-bit, you know, digital scale, you're going to possibly see those excursions. And I tell you, I just was working on a project today, guys, where this freaking killed me i had um a lot of forest shots like so like very detailed greens and sort of like warm yellows and stuff of some forest and grass and pat it was exactly as you said that the bottom of the trace on the rgb parade as well as on my channel plots was just extreme i mean but it looked fine it looked great right it totally looked great and so you often see this happen with noise High frequency detail, especially in greens and and blues, is going to push out like that. Um, so, Gabe, if you are using Resolve, um, one of the things I would urge you to to look into a little bit more is instead of the generic saturation control, to just kind of like drop back on saturation, or even more advanced ways of like limiting it with an HSL key or something like that. Look into soft clipping. I know Dan's done a couple of articles on soft clips for you know creative reasons. But soft clips are a, a fantastic, even the hard clips too. Soft and hard clips uh, in Resolve are a fantastic way of fixing that kind of problem. Um, one of the things that I'm prone to do at the very beginning of a project, especially when I know that it's like, especially uh, like a dark, deeply saturated show, is I'll go onto the timeline or track level, add a node, and then I'll add some soft clipping on the bottom end of things that governs the entire timeline. And that way I have to worry less about it. You know, and, and I can see and see as I'm grading, oh, I already got, you know, f you know, five, six percent of soft clip or whatever it is on there. Just don't go too far with the soft clips or things will kind of start looking. They'll start looking like Instagram, you know? Yeah. And you start desaturating. The, you get weird stuff happening with the colors as they transition to those dark blacks. It just doesn't look natural. The other thing I'll often do, just like you, Robbie, at the track level, rather than 
Uh, the soft clipping, I'll do a little bit of hard clipping where I'll clip out anything below one IRE. Like I'll just pull it just enough so I could see that I'm lifting my blacks literally in IRE. And then I'll do the same thing on the high end too. So I'm clipping it like 99 IRE. Well, that's exactly, or, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. I, I mean, hard clip or soft clip. I do that. Either it's, way. It, it's one yeah. IRE. I, I literally look at, I think my settings on that track level, like if you adjust the soft clip knobs or the sliders, it brings it up to like five. Yep. And that's like, it's like half an IRE, you know, but yep. it, but it does take care of those one or two pixels that, as you said, Pat, the computer is going to flag you on. Yep. Yeah. Um, Dan, one last question about this, uh, mu music video stuff. Obviously you're pushing the limits. Uh, where, where would you say that Gabe, uh, besides the legal stuff, right? Where does he also have to look at sort of the, sort of the broadcast deliverable side of things? I mean, aren't there, aren't there other things he needs to be concerned with like in terms of like the clock and the layout of the show and where bars and tone is and all that kind of stuff too? Yeah. It's, uh, pretty important these days actually. Um, so yeah, when we deliver, my standard say for a music video is you're going to have your... I found actually clocks have gotten really short these days. I guess it's probably a digital thing, but instead of, say, like 27 seconds and then some black, we normally do like a five-second clock, a little bit of black, um, and then straight into the video. Um, and then... I don't know if it's the same in the US, but in the UK we normally have to put freezes on the end of things. So you'd put like... Uh, you'd hold the last frame for 10 seconds, just in case, for broadcast. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it's kind of. I guess it's from like the tape deck days where they would actually play the commercials from like multiple decks, um, and if your commercial was the yeah, last, yeah, that's like a news the, thing. I think news guys like to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So we used to have to do that. I still think they have to do that in commercials, um, and then like a little copyright at the very end. Um, I was just thinking of one thing though. Um, delivering quad four is actually more difficult than four two two HQ. I find, um, because if I guess if you're converting. Uh, your final and just, and, ju and, ju and just to clarify, uh, Gabe did ask that he's exporting or say that he's exporting to ProRes uh, quad four, four, yeah. four, 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 or four by four, or quad four, or whatever you want to call it, right? Is that something that you guys do often? Would you always deliver RGB? For me, it's always a YUV deliverable, so it'll what? be like a 422 HQ. That's really that's a really freaking valid point, Dan. Mm. Is that uh, I can't tell you, and, and I, I can't tell you how many times I've called Pat up and been like, Pat, dude, uh, what the hell is going on with this ProRes four by four file? Um, I think, Pat, if I'm not mistaken, 4x4 by default thinks it's in an RGB container? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it depends on the app. So different apps. The problem is ProRes 444 it can be either YUV, which is what your normal standard broadcast delivery would be, or it could be RGB. At that point, where black is in the digital file changes, and different apps assume on ProRes 444 that zero black should be at zero bits and on other apps we'll assume that should be at 64 bits and that can wreck all sorts of havoc with what's going on. I think this might be what Gabe is experiencing because he, might be. like, he says I've gotten really poor results in terms of contrast doing it And that way. might be, you know what, you might have hit that. That might be what his problem is. Uh, what I do, because going to normally scaled legal video, I, I get nervous whenever someone tells me that there's actively selecting that auto baby auto auto all the way, auto. Yeah. Auto all the way. now davinci resolve from time to time changes it up sometimes there's an auto button sometimes you actually have to physically select it but on render i think it's an auto selection and i just leave it on auto because davinci resolve does a great job of knowing what to do with your image and where you're likely to go and so i just set it on auto and i don't bother telling it normally or full or full data or whatever no, that's a, that's a great point. I think, uh, Gabe, I think that that might be 
the crux of your problem here, but hopefully all the other blathering we did about uh, the various ways of <laughs> yeah. protecting for broadcast safe uh, helps you out. And, 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 and don't, you know, don't forget that this is this is something that confuses a lot of people. And, you know, I'm, I'm very opinionated about it because I've answered questions about this for years. So, again, I apologize if I was a little mocking at first with my awesome song, which is Grammy <laughs> Award winning, by the way. Um, well, but, but the <laughs> truth is, look, I mean, you know, broadcast is, is very specific. Uh, people spend a lot of money to put stuff on, on television and to have it aired on television. And, and reputations and careers get put on the line this way. And, and so it's... I think it's okay that, you know, as people who do this on a fairly regular basis, that, you know, we kind of roll our eyes a little bit and say, yeah, if only we could do it in software. We'd love to do it in software. So, Gabe, hope, hopefully this helps. Uh, great question. Hopefully, you know, uh, you can use some of these things in your own workflow. And if you have some follow-up questions, feel free to ask. And that kind of goes for everybody, right, guys? Uh, use the contact form. Ask us some questions. Uh, don't be discouraged if we don't get back to you immediately. We get a lot of questions, uh, and we kind of prioritize them and find some time to record these mailbags that works for everybody. So uh, we will keep your questions in mind, but keep asking them because they really do help us uh, focus our training and make uh, Mixing Light a little bit more interactive. So for the old MixingLight.com, I am Robbie Carmen. I'm Dan Moran. And I'm Patrick Inhofer. And we will see you in the next mailbag.